0: Rangers break down the yellow wall, the Celtic freeze in Norway, both Glasgow clubs don't want to cuddle a koala, and it's David Goodwill, finally learning,
1: there's no means no. Yeah, this is the First Nighting Podcast. With me today, we have Lewis and Kyle. So we start um, with last week in Ibrox, where it finished Rangers 2, Dortmund 2, which sees Rangers advance to the next round of the Europa League.
2: Yes. Yes, that's all i am going to say. Superb. Absolute superb from Rangers. Very, um, probably one, one of the ties that many Rangers fans will not forget about. Um, that's for sure, obviously. Breaking down Dortmund over two legs. And should, have, should have beat them, but we'll, we'll come back down to that later. Um, but yeah, obviously... Dortmund had to put up the pressure from the get go, so they they did in the first couple minutes. Um, obviously hit the post, and then a bit of frantic defending from Rangers. Um, but yeah apart from that, Murray uh, else was solid with his uh, how he normally does, holds up the play, um, getting getting wee narrow free kicks and that. And so that's stuck with the first goal as well. Came from sort of a couple of headers about, and then a good interception from our field. And uh, came out to Aribo, and then Kent on the wing, as per usual, and took his man on and got clipped in the box. To be fair, where I was sitting, didn't look like it was a penalty, um, but obviously once you see on the, the tellys and stuff like that, it was in the box. Um, so yeah. Then obviously a bit of, bit of um, yeah, I was looking for the word. Um, like 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 the home leg, bit of a uh, deja vu from the home leg. Um. Obviously, Tav set up his penalty, They're a bit of nervous where if he was going to go to the same side or not, but uh, dispatched it very well down the middle. So, yeah, and then obviously, Ibrox roar and stuff like that, you know, amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, they kept playing the pressure Dortmund as they had to, and got a really good goal back from 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 Bellingham, and they took the lead in the first half through uh, Malin as well. A um, bit, bit of... A bit, of chaotic a bit of luck involved in those those goals as well, to be honest. Um but yeah, defending was a bit poor from, from us. And yeah, it, we, we we dominated in the second half, I thought. Um we came out, um wasn't wasn't scared of them in any way. And um obviously I've got to say, um Calvin Bassey, absolutely superb on that wing. Um I think he's definitely sitting into the role um, that he's been given. So um obviously. Yeah, that goal from Tavernier is <laughs> probably the loudest I've ever heard Ibrox, ever. Um, ah, it was a brilliant goal, was like Bassey was strength in that. Um, don't know if he beat some some, some, some guy. <laughs> anyway, good good left for Morelos and obviously Tavernier dispatched. Um, but then the controversial goal, if you so would... Um, they were passing in the back and it was Morelos that intercepted um and then squared it to Kent and Kent put it in. Um I thought it was very harsh from VAR. Uh, so obviously he stuck it in the net and then VR rolled off um again that was that was loud as well from, from, from us, so um I, I really don't see where um there was a foul given to be honest, because actually he hits Morelos. I don't know what you guys did, you guys see that at all? Yeah, it,
1: it didn't really, I, I don't see where the, where the foul came from, obviously Morelos took the ball, I think it was off Emery Chan, um, yeah, yeah. but
2: like, it didn't look like a foul to me, I don't know why it was ruled out, but yeah, I mean... It's interesting as well, because obviously BT Sport had two angles of it, but on the VR monitor it only showed the one angle, but from the other angle it looked like uh, Chan clipped Morelos. Um, obviously, you seen it on the telly, but obviously he didn't see it on the, the VR monitor, which is I thought it was a bit strange. But um, a, yeah, it
0: was a, a strange. It was a strange one because I think for some angles it looks like Morelos goes down and then catches Emery Chan, but the other angles it looks like Emery Chan catches Morelos But I'm gonna say I haven't seen both angles. I do think it was Morelos was challenged, so I think like Morella went down under a challenge from Emery Chan.
2: You didn't think it was, you didn't think it was a chopped off goal.
0: So I don't think it's a chopped off goal because I don't think he's like he's, I no, have, I he's no I don't foul. think. Aye, there's like there's no foul. Well, I I think there's a foul, but it's not a foul on Emery Chan. It's a foul on Morella.
2: Yeah, yeah. And obviously, he played on and scored, so the goal should have stood. But anyway, uh, VR has been good I to us oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in European games, so I guess we had to let one over. But yeah, um, do you want to talk about who we got in the next round, Sam, or do you want? To yeah, to so them?
1: Rangers uh, have drawn a Red Star Belgrade in the next round, which I think is a really, really good tie for them. Um yep.
2: Yeah, really good tie. I'll say. it's going to be a cracker. I think as per usual. I think.
1: I, can't I think as well is the fact that it's Belgrade and you know, West Belgrade, who have, you know, been said to have a really, really good atmosphere at home yep. at their stadium. So it's going to be two really, really good atmospheres.
2: I've, I was, had, I've had look for flights. I don't think I'll be going to that one. But, <laughs> um, I think as well but, is
1: that it was probably the best tie that Rangers could have got if they wanted to advance. Cause yeah. Looking, yeah, looking at the other dumb, teams yeah. in that draw, they they could have faced some really really tough teams,
2: um, but I think I would, I would I would have taken that tiny wee club though from Turkey. I would take
1: that oh, Galatasaray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Galatasaray! Uh, or oh, you could have got Spartak Moscow and then just got a bite to the next round like Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. I know.
2: Yeah. That was ridiculous. But anyway. Um... It's, uh... But yeah, no. I, I was really hoping to get West Ham. I really wanted West Ham. Oh, that would have uh, been a brilliant tie. That'd be a cracker tie, but obviously Belgium is very favourable. They, I think, they drew with Michelin and they got beat off Braga, or the other way around. I'm not too sure. That's a um, um, I'm
1: not too sure. Let me have a look at their yeah, career.
2: yeah. That's I, I looked it up. Um, but obviously we've, we've beaten both those teams, so it, it's definitely one we can win. Obviously, it depends on our mentality and how. Yeah. So
1: playing. they the the game against and they lost at home, and drew away. They beat Ludogretz in both games, and they beat Braga, um, and the other tie with Braga was a draw, so... Oh,
2: yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it was definitely favourable, anyway, and it's uh, definitely a good one to see the atmosphere in Serbia. I know a lot of people are going over for it. Um it but, yeah. Really good game. So,
0: that oh, I... Actually, not where they normally are currently. Like in the Serbian league as well, but behind Partizan.
1: Yeah, they're second at the moment, two points behind yeah.
0: Partizan. So, I mean, like two points in it, but for for Red Star Belgrade, that norm- normally they've they've done a runner with the league at this point. Um, like I'm sure last yeah last season they were all they won it like 13 points clear. So. Mm it's quite interesting. I think there's been a, maybe a loss in some, some key players. The only thing I can say for, for definite is when you go to the Red Star Belgrade ground, that the walkout from the tunnel is one of the most intimidating things I've seen in my life. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, but
1: if you think of it this way, um, these Rangers players have also walked out at Hamilton and that's a shithole. So it's, It'll
2: be, it'll be a similar kind of uh, walkout. Good point, actually. Yeah, I'll give you that. Any anyway, what game will be? It's gonna be really, it'll be really, important really, really important.
0: Well. Well. Even script. as an even as a neutral, you can look forward to a game like that. Because
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, think um, like obviously Celtic fans as well. have um, not got anything to do on Thursdays, so maybe they might watch Rangers games. being never know.
1: Yeah, we we not go on to that game. It was a 2-0 loss in Norway for Celtic against Borough Glimps. Um,
2: that, that's why Andy's not on. <laughs>
1: 4-1 on <laughs> aggregate. It finished uh, goals from uh, Ola Solbakken and Hugo Um Yeah, it was another another one of those performances from Celtic. They're just, they're just not good enough in Europe. But at this point, they're just... Don't have the team. I'm not sure what the problem is, but they're just not good enough in Europe. Obviously, got a really good side, but still. I
0: don't know if you've you heard, you heard the rumours, no. No. Well, now that Russia's been knocked of Eurovision, um, apparently that's Costa Colgo's next destination to try and get a win in Europe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Celtic became the first team in a long time to have played in three European competitions and be knocked out of three European competitions. I think the first club ever to play in three European competitions to be knocked out of three, uh, knocked out of all three in the same season. But um, they will go on to play AZ Alkmaar. It's a very worrying scenario for
0: Celtic just now, though. Right? The form that they had since that old Firm game is gradually dipped more and
1: more. Yeah, so since it's, it's the old Firm, they, they beat Motherwell 4-0, beat Aberdeen 3-2, and beat Wraith uh, Wavers in the Cup, and then they've lost these two European games and then failed to pick up points at Easter Road, uh, they got a point at Easter Road where in one of the worst games I've ever seen. We'll get onto that later. Um, so it looks like a bit of a, a bit of a drop off for them.
0: Even then, they only beat Dundee what one 0 three two. Yeah, there too by, by one goal. I knew what I meant. <laughs> like, it's not the fact that, like, end of day you won three points on the board, but you've leaked two goals from a side that could go out and take on the rivals and the probably one of the best put together squads in Scotland and put three goals past them inside forty five minutes. And then you go out and play against Dundee and you let two goals in and you're almost fighting to try and get
2: the three points. It's just like us, mate, us in the league form and in Europe.
1: We'll get on to the league now. Um, so, for the old firm, Celtic followed up their uh, knockout of Europe with a 0-0 draw at Hibs. There's not that much to talk about this game because it was genuinely one of the worst games I've ever seen.
2: Were you at it, Sam, no?
1: no? No, I wasn't at it. No, no I was watching it. Um, I watched the, uh, the, the replay of it um, online and it was just it was one of the, it was just dreadful. You There was barely any shots. Um, There's that's been a thing with Hibbs. in the last couple of games, a 0-0 draw, uh, playing Celtic and then a 0-0 draw away at Dundee midweek. It's been... I, I just don't see where the goals are going to come from because obviously now when his bit's injured, I don't see where the goals are going to come from there's two Norwegian lads they made their debut um, midweek but yeah it's, it's difficult to see Christian
0: Dolly just kind of fell off a cliff a wee bit
1: yeah he has yeah
0: Um he used to bangles in on all cylinders and I don't think he's I think he's maybe scored about what two or three times this season
1: let's have a look this season he has scored two goals whereas last season he scored um, he scored seven last season so again that
0: was that was firing angles
1: so. yeah it was firing goals he was linking up with Nisbet it was it was working really well last season and this season it's it's just kind of fell off a cliff Nisbet as well hasn't really had the same impact as he had last season so
0: there was a strong a strong reliance at the start of the season on Martin Boyle And I think that that reliance has continued Even though he's now buggered off to Saudi Arabia Yes, um, I think there, there was like a big hole in the squad um, For Hibs like, yeah,
1: so. it's, almost,
0: it, it's almost as if the plan under Jack Ross was It's fine, just work it to the back Get it to Martin Boyle and we'll get something, we'll get a goal, or he'll put it into but and we'll get there'll be an assist or something. And now he's gone, it's like, a, and no one was really brought in to replace him. Um, I'm still sure Marcus said that in the group chat a couple of weeks ago, like, there was, he was annoyed at the transfer window because there was no Boyle replacement. And now the effects of not having a replacement for Martin Boyle are shown.
1: Yeah, because there's just there's just no goals. It's 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 really you know difficult to see. I mean, yeah, we we've got some attacking players in. We've got that Jesper. We've got Hoyga and Melkerson. We've got um, the other guy. I can't remember his name.
0: Uh, Muller. Muller, Yeah.
1: So we've got those players in, but I just generally can't see them having the same effect that the Boyle had because he was he was generally one of the league's best players. And now we don't have that type of player anymore. And now don't see where the goals are going to come from. It's it is a really tight top six fight still. And yeah, if if there's no goals coming in, then how are we going to get in the top six? How are we going to win games to get in the top six? It's it's uh, very you know it's it's tough tough to see. Uh, I think there's, there's been several, several nil. There's been I think four nil nils um, for Hibs since Boyle left. Failed to score in a couple of other games as well. Losses to some here in the Rangers. So yeah. But for Rangers, they followed up their wins uh, against Dortmund with a two-two draw with Motherwell. Two Rangers and Motherwell fans, do we go for this game?
2: You, you can start it off.
1: with... <sighs>
0: You know, I have a really neutral perspective of the game. Like, I I know... Am I happy to get a point to Ibrox? Yes. Is there more concern and things that I'm going to come on to when we get on to the midweek games? Yes. The way I look at it is, the first half in that game could have been a cricket score. Yep. Rangers were all over us. And then it's as if you you were only playing one half of football and that was it you came out in the second half you were totally flat and I think that's the one of the shittest style McGregor performances I've ever seen in my life
2: yeah and one of the best performances I've seen from Kelly to be honest some of the saves yeah. he pulled out were
0: some of the saves that Liam Kelly was pulling off on Sunday were amazing but I'll say, that second Kane-Willery goal, if you're a goalkeeper,
2: that is a schoolboy it, error. It, right, yeah, right, so it comes, it, so it's obviously McGregor could have done better, right, but the whole where the ball came from was absolutely horrendous. So he's a bit of possession, yeah, right, anyway, he should have tackled better, Rebo's not tackling over in the wing, he did. He got a bit of lucky off Kent, massive switch out wide. Uh, Tav gets done by a joke of a ball, Golson gets pegged, Tav gets done again and then nah goal. I'll through my guy's legs. And I was just like as soon as you scored the one, right, I was saying, Right what, Well we' will fuck this up, like this is I got a draw written over it Because you can you can't see, see predicting now. Um Had it had just, it just, not uh, been had it not been for Calvin Basti in about the eighty eight, ninth
0: minute ninetieth minute, you would have lost that the. Peter. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. they uh, was Because they got Queen through again And yeah. had Bass Not been able to Keep up with him It yeah. would have been Like Queen cut through on goal
2: Just want to talk about Briefly Is the two Morelos Offsides mm. like, One I think was One wasn't Or very It was very close Like very tight There's no way That the refs Could have seen that I think the
0: second one was quite tight, but the first one was definitely
2: offside. First one was definitely offside, yeah, first one was offside. the yeah, second, second one yeah, I had tight. I had a quite a decent view from where I was sitting. And there's no way the linesman can, can see that if he's offside or not. I don't think he was, to be honest. Um if so it was very, very, very close. Um this is this is another call for VAR though. Um I think there's a meeting coming up soon. Or yeah,
1: I did see something today that um, the, the Scottish referees have been testing VAR, but they don't want to put it into the league until they get it dead on right.
2: Yeah, um, that's good then. Which. Um, yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's until they've installed the wee, the wee Backdoor virus in it that automatically awards penalties to Rangers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In-
2: insert SIM card here, please. <laughs> um, it's not, it's not, it's but no, obviously, well, was, I was quite enraged when I was saying. If it's a part head it's
0: uh something that lines with SIM card, but. Bear, um... <laughs> 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 well, right,
2: sorry, right, right, right. I keep going, keep going, <laughs> Um going. Yeah, was quite like because obviously Celtic drop points. I could have made it to one. um... That's, but again it's not really changed anything so it's just one of them games man, it's honestly one of one those uh, past, uh, post-winter break um, Rangers results
1: Yeah, other, other results on Saturday or the, or the weekend uh, included a 2-0 win for Hearts over St Mirren, they're back on track after a few uh, dropped points uh, County beat St Johnston 3-1 making a uh, uh, St. Johnston's fight for to get out of relegation a bit tougher. They are now uh, nine points adrift. Um, and Aberdeen drew 1-1 one, one with Dundee United with an own goal and a penalty on either side. But uh, one of the big games from the weekend was a 4-0 win for Livingston over Dundee. Have you guys ca- uh, catch this one? No. nothing that... to say about this one?
2: <laughs> no. Just I've, seen of, uh, I've
1: seen
0: the highlights.
2: Uh, what you've seen. So what, what did you see from the highlights?
0: Dundee were three goals down within about 20 minutes. Yeah. 80 minutes.
1: Yeah,
0: within 21 was, minutes, yeah. It was an absolute demolition derby to the point that there was Dundee fans leaving the ground quicker than it takes to... To actually queue for a pie kind of style. Like, the game itself is, like, it was just shocking football from Dundee. Got oh, Mark McGee in it. It's a typical Mark McGee. And <laughs> is, is, I mean, Mark I mean,
1: McGee is not even in the stands, he's not even uh, in the dugout yet. Mm,
0: nah, he's still in his touchline band.
2: Oh, I saw, yes. <laughs>
0: But I think think the key thing to take away from this isn't actually the game. It's the fact that he's been... You know, he's became a... A a topic yet again. Because at the end of the game... Now, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know that there was a young fan went up to him. I don't know if they've asked him for a photo or if they've asked him for these thoughts in the game. And it's sort of turned into the get that to fuck part two. Um, And I just... I just think that Mark McGee's quite an arrogant man. Like, I just think he's quite an arrogant manager, quite an arrogant person. Like, if he's, if the boys came up to ask him for a photo, right, like, it's fair enough, you may be doing what I do now, because you're still, you know, you still got your job to do.
2: Yep.
0: Like, obviously, Sam, you work at McDonald's, like, I wouldn't come up to him. and be like, here, can I, can I take a photo of you making a Big Mac or something? Yeah, it's like, so there's ways and means and gone about things like Mark McGee could have quite easily just went "No, the name, mate like I'll be coming out the main entrance in about 15-20 minutes and I'll take it with you then take it with you then mm-hmm. but it's just Mark McGee's that much in yeah, that he's just he's just got to always have a wee outburst at folk always just got to have that wee let you know the he can keep calm he's just always got to be Big honcho, Mark McGee, and get his big arms out and just start swinging punches. The thing is, he just always swings them at the fucking wings. You know what I mean? It's no fair. No fair. I just, I think the whole appointment of Mark McGee at Dundee is just one of the shittest appointments ever. James McPake, when we sacked him, was actually starting to pick the club back up, and now it's just went back down again. 4-0 loss to Libby is one of our heaviest losses this season. In fact, I think it is the heaviest loss this season. Yeah, and you're trying to tell me that? Oh, we brought in Mark McGee because we need to save our season and stop ourselves getting relegated. It's true. He's last, his last, one of his last managerial gigs. He almost got a club relegated. It makes no sense to me.
1: None at all.
2: Oh, we all love him, though. We all love good Mark McGee,
1: just for the memes. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings us on to the uh, midweek games. Uh, obviously, I've touched on uh, Dundee again playing Hibs, uh, 0-0 draw. Celtic beat St Mirren two-nil. Their at the top is still three points. Uh, Rangers they beat St Johnston one-nil. Uh, See early goal from Glen Kamara, then Rangers I guess kind of sort out.
2: Oh, mate, that was such a boring game, that second half. Like, oh, my God. But the pitch, I don't know if you saw. It. Absolutely shocking, by the way. Terrible. It's like somebody fucking dug it up before someone played on it, you know? Um. Fucking hell. Um, got the win, that's what you need to do. Uh, got the three points. All that matters now is not how sparkle the performances. it's about getting three points now yeah keeping the pressure uh, on Celtic I think yeah um, but fucking hell everyone was poor like the only person I would give pass marks to is Calvin Bassey and Glenn Kamara that's genuinely it um, everyone else is just poor but the only good thing is at least Alan McGregor didn't have anything to do About <laughs> um, to be fair either dead whoever I don't even know who was in goals for St. Johnson it wasn't thing me um, Clark it was some other guy yeah it wasn't um, Xander
1: Clark it was uh,
2: Elliot Parrish yeah Parish is the one um, but yeah he had nothing to do either really apart from that shot it was just such a poor game I just could have fell asleep watching it had a bovel at half time and I was just like finished this in about two minutes honestly so boring really really boring Hot
1: Yeah, uh, Hearts beat Aberdeen two goals to nil. They have pretty much sewed up third place now. They're now 12 points clear of Livingston in fourth. And also, uh, uh, quick maths here, 18 points behind Rangers. So third place is pretty much theirs now. They've got two wins on the bounce. Livingston, they beat Dundee United by two goals to one. Uh, Again, it sees them into fourth point clear of Hibs. And two points clear of the bomb six again, another decent performance from them. Uh, all round players looked good. Uh, so that, that puts them in a good position. And Lewis, you were at Motherwell, they lost 1 0 to Ross County.
0: This is just where I uh, go into rant mode, genuinely. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I've, I've got no words for the game. Um was a Regan Charles Cook penalty. Um, that's all you need to know. It's genuinely one of the worst Motherwell performances I've seen. The last time I've seen us play that bad we lost 5-1 to St Johnston back in 2018. And I just... I, I, I don't understand how we can go from taking points off Rangers at Ibrox to getting beat off Ross County. There's just no fucking consistency. In our lineup. there's no consistency in the team selection, and there's no consistency in the team actually want to go out there and play for results unless it's against the Big Two. We've not actually won a game all season. Uh, not all season, sorry, this year, since January. It's been draws or losses. The only one game that we've won was in the Cup. There's been no league wins, sorry. No league wins since the start of the year.
1: Yeah, no league wins all season, just 2-1 wins over Greenock and Aberdeen in the Cup. That's it.
0: And... I, I, I get it, like I think we're in the same situation as Hibbs where we've lost a big key player in Tony Watt. But there's one man that I just wanna talk about 'cause he's my he's my he's my nomination for Fanny of the Week, right? Fanny so...
2: of the week. <laughs> right. right, every pod we're gonna have a fanny of the week, right? <laughs> No, because it would just be
1: you saying Ange every week.
0: No, no. <laughs> genuinely, yeah. this is my nomination, right? Stephen O'Donnell, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell.
0: <laughs> I just, no, because I want to explain it, right? There was actually a guy last night at the game behind me made this, like, really good point, right?
2: Uh-huh.
0: You put Stephen O'Donnell in the Scotland team at right back. No. Nope. He goes to Wembley He gets Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, Harry Kane running at him. And he's like prime fucking kafu. (laughs) He's got Reagan Charles Cook running at him last night. And he's like prime shit. Like genuinely the worst performance I've ever seen in a Motherwell shirt last night. He was getting the ball off of Kelly or he was getting the ball off of of Ricky Lamy, like any any of the sort of back players or it was getting played back to him and he just stand there for about two minutes trying to work out what the fuck he was meant to do. It's as if, he, it's as if the ball came to his feet and he went, What am I meant to do with this again? Oh I meant to kick it. Like and it's just every time he got it he just wanted to put it up the park as far as he could, just hoof it up the park, which wasn't working. Because Ross County had just figured out what we were trying to do. There was, there was no, there was no change in tactics. Like the, I, the plan was they were trying to we were trying to work the ball into the box to get it to like Van bean or get it to, to Woolery and put a shot and goal. When Ross County had figured that out, they just put all the defenders into the box at that point, should we know start trying to shoot outside the box or the different angles? You know, I think last night we were the registered. I don't even want. Oh no, sorry, it wasn't a Reagan Charles Cook penalty. It was a uh, humble scored that Charles Cook came close with a, a goal. We had seventeen shots last night. And three of them were on target. Ross County had six. And three on target. Right? 61% fucking possession. mere corners than Ross County. And we still fucking lost a game. We've dominated in the actual field. We just can't score goals. And we've got players on that pitch it shouldn't be on that fucking part. Why the fuck's O'Donnell playing but Bevis Mugabe's sitting on the bench? I know Mugabe's known out and out right back but Bevis Mugabe Mugabe should be nowhere near the Motherwell bench. He should be in the starting 11 every single week. And it's the same with Kevin Van Veen actually. Kevin Van Veen last night was getting really, really shaky towards the end like he was looking fucking shit. And we just left them on the park. We took off Connor Shields, who, by the way, was having a fantastic game. He was just getting really unlucky. And then we started bringing off central midfielders for strikers and just try to over flood the place with strikers. We had Efford on. We had Jordan Roberts on. You still had. So, so. you had Joe Efford was on. Woolery was still on, Van Veen was on, and I. So you had Roberts, Van Veen, Efford Mulready. Hmm. You had four strikers on, and like it, it was just ridiculous. The, the whole game was just ridiculous. it Was an absolute disaster class yet again from Alexander? Now I've I've stood by Alexander all season, but I've stood and said, give him a chance, it's his first proper full season in charge, the results will come. The results came when we had Tony Watt, and now the results are only coming. I get, sometimes, folk try harder than training, and it gets them further up into the starting 11. Folk get injured, so you can't fit them in the starting 11. Folk throw it with the manager, he doesn't like to fit them in the starting 11. But constantly changing the setup for the team isn't good for the team, unless you've maybe got a squad that's better than the league and a squad that's better than Europe. In the case of like Rangers and I'm no Celtic anymore, but like Rangers can quite easily go out and play a le- like a weaker team against Dundee and play that stronger team against Red Star Belgrade. Like, that's fine. We've no got squad depth, Alexander. You can't keep changing it. So, three things you need to do are start picking the team that works the best, get Nathan McGinley to fuck, get Stephen O'Donnell to fuck. Just fucking sort the club out. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. 2-2 draw with Angels, and then a 1-0 loss to Ross County is not where we should be. Actually, we a 2-2 draw with Angels and a 1-0 win against Ross County no fucking form
2: because
1: you can't pick the fucking team. Yeah, I, I, well, I think. Oh, about we're going to move on now, but I think we're going to have a, another rant started now. Because moving on to the news uh, that came out during the week, uh, announced by Celtic and Rangers that they will be travelling to Sydney in November of this year for the Sydney Super Cup, uh, containing teams of Celtic, Sydney FC. Rangers and Western Sydney Wanderers as a friendly competition to be played during the uh, World Cup winter break. Now, there's been a lot of... um, You'll see see the first Old Firm happen outside of Scotland. We see the first Old Firm, friendly Old Firm, to happen. And there's been a lot of uh, people against this um, it's been a very contentious subject. Uh, there were banners at Rangers during the week as well against this. Uh, Kyle, what
2: are your thoughts on, on this Sydney Super Cup? It says, everyone I've spoke to, Rangers fan and Celtic fans, right? Um, not one person has agreed with this. I think it's absolutely barbaric, stupid, idiotic um it's just there's no like i understand the reasoning like i understand why this is all but why does rangers have to get involved it's literally Ange came out yesterday or today whatever it was saying that it's basically for him it basically is Uh, he's all over the brand and stuff so why why the fuck are the club just all right. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it for you. No, it's the biggest fucking derby. Would you see any other derby doing this? For for like a like your right, your biggest rivals other manager. No.
1: Um. Well, I, what I wanted to say is that this is this is it. Kind of shows that the Scottish clubs are kind of getting involved in this more worldwide, international kind of make money from elsewhere kind of thing. Because you see clubs of like Barcelona, or Real Madrid. Come together, they do the Super League kind of thing. You see, um, Real Madrid, Atletico, they play each other in this international Champions Cup friendly tournament all the time. You see clubs like that at, uh, do that all the time. The big clubs of the world.
0: they are are different rivalries. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see you don't um, see
1: Boca and River doing this kind of thing.
0: Yeah. You don't see Boca Riverflake doing it. You don't see Red Star Belgrade Partizan doing it. No. You don't. You wouldn't see. You no. Know, um. You wouldn't see like. Millwall and West Ham doing that. It's over commercialisation, and it's not actually thinking about the fans. No. I I think, and I'm sure Kyle will agree with me. Mm-hmm. The old farm. For a lot of Rangers and Celtic fans, is a bit more than the football. Now, yes. I do not mean that in a religious perspective, right? I don't mean that people seeing it as one side of Christianity against the other. Because I'm sorry, but religion's got fuck all to do with football. But it's you're playing for pride in those games. It's it's the bragging rights that you're playing for. There's no bragging rights when you play a friendly. Yeah. There's none. I can say from other well perspective. If they told me, oh, we're away to Dubai next week and we're away to play Eldre, I would be just as angry as Kyle is about this. Yeah. yeah. And like Sam, could you like could could you realistically? Imagine like having Hearts versus Tabs in Saudi Arabia. You yeah. know it's it's fucking it's, it's bad shit there, so I, I do think it is a bit bad shit. I get it's trying domestically. Like, it's trying to expose the Scottish leagues as like a global brand. Yeah,
1: I but think to
0: have to have those two clubs in particular play each other in a friendly isn't how they should have done it. They should have maybe put. Celtic and Hearts, Or took Rangers Hibs Or maybe like Aberdeen and Ran- uh, To Aberdeen Rangers Would be just as bad Ooh. You maybe shouldn't have Took the two Biggest rivals Of the two biggest clubs In Scotland You should have maybe Took one of the old farm clubs Probably Celtic Because it's What's the real It's Four past to Coglu And you yeah. could have Took like You could have took Aberdeen Or a Hearts Or a Hibs with you, And it would not Have caused as much Backlash
1: yeah, um, I think as well the fact that it's Australia is the fact that there's lots of um, Scottish expats in Australia. That's also a reason why they've they've gone there. But essentially, it is mainly mainly for Postecoglou a kind of homecoming tour. But the rumours are the reason why Celtic and Rangers have signed up for this is that the this, this four-team tournament is worth as much, it will make as much TV money as an entire SPFL season. That's, that's, that's what I've seen seen um, on Twitter, that's what I've seen from rumours from, uh, from an Australian journalist. Um, so... Does, wait, I, money,
0: does money really matter that
2: much, though? No.
1: You, you can't buy models. and. Right. Exactly. So leave it at that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's all fair and it's all fair and Dan be saying we're gonna make two million pounds from doing this or a couple million pounds from doing this, but at the end of the day, are the fans really gonna see that money?
1: Nope. Not really.
0: Because I could I could look at it from a motherwell perspective. When we sold David Thunville and Alan Campbell they told they told us, Oh, we've made 3.4 million of it, and we're going to give it back to the fans. Now, Fair Play, there was a massive renovation project done at Far Park, Park, and the, the ground does look better, and they put a lot of it into the youth development. But there was nothing put into the squad with that money, and I know we kind of pride ourselves on youth development, but whereas it's, it's the same for Rangers. You get that TV money, realistically... That TV money ain't gonna go anywhere. Like it's not because two million pounds for a Rangers perspective or a Celtic perspective isn't enough to actually sign a player that you can get in the starting eleven. Unless, yeah. you're gonna poach, unless you're gonna poach, unless are gonna them for
2: a, a Scottish club. It's just ah it's stupid. I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of clubs. um no, not clubs. Um, so there's a lot of statements being released into Rangers. Um, saying basically saying the union bears have wrote in and um uh, club side too as well they've wrote in
0: yeah. i've seen i did see it, it pushed the union bears that far they were thinking about canceling their people and everything it was
2: yeah yeah. Like, 150th anniversary people like see even the fans like obviously you got the sydney loyal up there as well right even they're like they, they'll go and watch it of course but they're they're not for it so, even at that, why why is the club still going ahead with it? I don't understand. But because it,
0: anyway. it it's all about money. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, so yeah, so of it's, all about and it's, it's, it's
0: all. the same. It's the same in France and Spain. Like in Spain, they took the final of the Copa del Rey.
2: Yeah, the super no the super copper.
0: took the super Copa to the 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 Riyadh Stadium in Saudi Arabia. They took they, take, they took the final or they took the. I want to say they took the trophy de champion in France, Saudi Arabia as well.
1: Coppa Italia final they did in Saudi Arabia.
0: Like these are big things to people. Why are we putting them? And I, I get it. I think I know there's like some secret deals going on between, like, for like some I think it's like Vision 2030 or something in Saudi Arabia to try and boost to the tourism market for them. But why are football clubs want to be pawns and something like that? Why is why do Rangers and Celtic want to just go across to Australia for the sake of two million pound when the fans would rather see them have a good European run? And even then, from an Australian perspective, if so, let's look at let's look at the squad, right? Yep. If Scotland qualified for the World Cup which is potentially likely, but we, you know, we'll get onto that later. That. We're
1: getting
0: onto the playoff yeah. later. So a lot of unknowns about that now. That wipes out, nearly enough, all the Celtic squad. You've got Forrest, McGregor, Turnbull, a good few others, which I can't think of off the top of my head. And... Pretty much quite a lot of the Ranger squad would be gone as well.
2: Yep. That's fucking pointless, mate. It's, it's
0: such a point it's it's such a pointless tournament. Especially if like what me and Sam were saying, right? The performances yeah. that James Tavernier has been given for 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 Rangers, right? Mm. That man deserves an England call up.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Whether we'll get one for the World Cup or not, probably not, but still He's, yeah,
0: he's he's got a potential. Imagine he gets. Imagine he gets a call up right in the next couple weeks, months. Plays blinders for England and then Southgate's like, "Well, I'll take him to Qatar." Like, <laughs> he's, he, right. I know it's a very unrealistic scenario, right? But you never know because it could be third choice. It could be. Alexander yeah. Arnold, Trippier, and Tavernier, Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, probably not because Southgate still thinks he's living in the 1980s. So, but, but yeah. at the end of the day, if that was something like that was to happen, for example, that then takes away a big chunk of the morale for Rangers. And at the end of the day, you know, because it's a friendly, the teams aren't really going to be as up for it as they would be in the league.
1: But especially if you take out all of the you know, the decent players who will be going to the World Cup or at least part of maybe preliminary squads or whatever, these they're gonna be weakened teams in the first place. And then they're gonna be playing friendly, so they're gonna be even more kind of like not up for it, not motivated for it, and it's gonna end up being just, you're, you're, just you're a not, shit show.
0: You're not gonna see you like you're not gonna see, for example, Balligan or Bassy or someone like that. Two you
1: know, foot, you know, you
0: know, you're, you're gonna see them two foot Giacomettius and send them flying across the turf in a friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a derby game. Like don't right fair enough. And you know what they're gonna do as well. You you know it's guaranteed that they're gonna set it up that Sydney play Rangers. Like Sydney FC play Rangers and Celtic will play Sydney Warriors. Western
1: Sydney Wanderers, yeah.
0: Western Sydney Wanderers, right?
1: It's going to end up. It is going to be going to set up, up in, so it's a full um, derby, yeah.
0: Although given how Celtic doing competitions, it will be Rangers against <laughs> whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. <all right. laughs> but even then, from a Western Sydney perspective, they're not going to probably. They might not have all those those their players if Australia get the World Cup. So, yeah. Um, uh, the line is it's, just, it's pointless. But this is just going to be a ranty pod for the next half an hour anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's, because it's, it's yeah, yeah. even more, even more to come.
1: Because we are moving on now to a story we've covered in the last couple of pods is David Goodwillie. Um, hey. He has rejoined Clyde
2: oh, Lord. all of love <laughs> This
1: pod's getting cancelled. He's rejoined Clyde on loan. And today, the um, there has been a lot going on. Uh, the entire Clyde Ladies t- uh, women's team have quit. The entire team has yeah. quit, and the North Lanarkshire Council have said that David Goodway will not be allowed to play at Clyde Stadium. Obviously, North Lanarkshire Council owned the stadium, uh, and so if they if if uh, that Goodwillie does enter the stadium, the contract that Clyde have with Northern financial Counter over the stadium will be terminated, and that's uh, the council themselves don't intend to renew the lease in 2023 anyway. Obviously, it will be cancelled beforehand if Goodwillie does play a home game for Clyde. So, it's essentially...
0: What I'd read was that Goodwill is essentially banned from Broadwood, like you've said. On, and I'm, I, I think you're right. I think the ban comes from N.L. Leisure, who are the sports and leisure um, department in North Lanarkshire Council. But I'm sure that they also said they were going to actually look into ties with Clyde. So either way, it could be in 2023. Like, again, like you've said, they, they, they end up moving to Broadwood. But I said it before the pod started, and I'm going to say it again. I do not think Clyde would have kicked this much of a up had it not been for the whole fiasco at Rafe Rovers. Because he played there for five... He played at quite for five years before going to Rafe Rovers. And, it, you know, it was like, oh, just kind of swept under the rug, And... Now he's came back to Clyde And now all of a sudden Clyde Because they've no real got choice to matter And they have to take the moral high ground here Or go no 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 we can't have him playing for us But you still took him back on loan You still took him back Yep You, You could have just went No we don't want him He's got too much of a dodgy pass That's the end of it But you didn't Clyde You still took him back on loan
2: yeah, I don't know that's unlike.
0: Fine well knowing what the repercussions of that would have been. And fine well knowing what was gonna to happen to you. He's a fucking idiot.
1: I think that's a good place to leave it. But yeah, you literally cannot excuse it's literally signing a player on loan. Yes, he was at your club beforehand, but he's kicked up such there's been such a kind of backlash against him signing for another club why would you go on ahead and sign him again? Yeah. It's just crazy. And I think North Archie Council have made the right move there. Whatever happens now, we don't know um, what Clyde will do next, but what we do know is that it will update you on any happenings that go on. Um, yes. yes. So we'll move on. I will, yeah, go I will on.
0: agree with something, right? And it was something that I've seen... On a on a Facebook comment, right now I do not endorse in any way anything that David Goodwill has done, right? Any of it. It was, it was all fucking disgusting, and he, at the end of the day, he's still done it. But in a way, right? We can he just keep like keep hanging him out to dry. No it's no actually fair on him for him to keep bouncing around clubs. Now, in his defence, he should like, no in his defence, sorry, to go against him, when all that happened he should have retired there and then. He should not have kept playing football. But there's plenty of serial rapists and serial sex offenders who are never pitting the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as soon as as soon as good like this is the thing. So now you might go back to the rover. So then loan him it to another club, and then that other club's going to go. No, we don't want him. And it's not actually a good thing for that player. Now I know Goodwillie's done something inexcusable, but it was it was five years ago. He was convicted there, and. You know, it's like, you can't just keep that...
1: You can't keep messing about with him. You've got to either, you know... Yeah,
0: you, you've you've, just, got to you've just, just got to tell him, look, we don't want you, or look, here's a club that does want you. That's it. Stop sending him out backwards and forwards. Because it's actually... I think basically what the Post said is, is, is like, when he was at Clyde for those five years, there was nothing happened. Now all this has happened, and it's no actually fair on him. Because he was still playing football for Clyde And now all of a sudden Because one club kicked a sink up about it And rightly so, I guess Rightly so and I'm not saying that they've not got a right To to denounce any of his actions Because that's, that's right like, It's right to say Look, this was wrong And this is why we don't want him at the club But you can't just keep playing ping pong with the guy Because it's no fair on his mental state Exactly, um, just
1: kick it, either kick
0: him out the sport completely or... Just kick him out the sport completely or find a club that does want him. Um, yeah. I mean, there'll be very few clubs that do want him, but you can't just keep yo-yoing him. You either, you either need to just... You, if, so, the likelihood of this now, I think he'll go back to the Provers. And I think at that point, the board just needs to go look for the be- for what's best for you and what's best for like Scottish football as a whole. You just need to call it glitzy. I mean. You just need to retire, or you need to go to another league, or, or you just need—you can't be in Scottish football, right? If you want to keep playing, you're going to need to go somewhere else, because no matter where you go in Scotland, no matter where you go in England, the Scottish press will be all over him. And it, in a way, it is the media's fault that it's got this bad, because the media just blow up. As soon as he, I think, as soon as he takes a breath of fresh air outside Broadwood, that's it—he's signed for Clyde. And it's been just—it's been so blown up. I think, like, it wasn't as bad when he signed for Clyde in the first place, and that was immediately after he'd been convicted. It's five years. It happened. We need to. I'm not saying look past it, but like, like you've said, Sam, it just—it needs to be one of
1: the two. Yeah. um... Let's move on again to another horrible situation going on in Ukraine at the moment. Obviously, you know uh, Russia is currently invading the country, and that's uh, a horrible situation for anyone associated with that. And if anyone's listened to this in Ukraine, I know we've had literally zero Ukrainian listeners, but if anyone's listening, I hope hope you're safe. I hope you're you're getting on okay. And I'll, I'll put some links um, in the description if you want to donate to helping helping the fight um for Ukraine keep their independence and that stuff. Um Love yeah, well, obviously our hearts go out to everyone out there. Um but uh with the relevance to, to Scotland is that um Scotland are due to play Ukraine in a World Cup playoff in March twenty fourth. Now Ukraine today have applied to both FIFA and UEFA to postpone the game for obvious reasons uh, to take place at Hampden Park, you you just don't know what to do in this kind of situation if you're Scotland. You've you've got
0: to do the right thing. Um, As much as we can sit here and say, standard Ukraine, you know, Fuck war Stop the war Fuck Putin All this sort of stuff At the end of the day I've, I've read things There's been Ukrainian footballers who have already died And gave their life of a, gave the Gave their life and blood For the country You've got players like um, Zinchenko You know You've got players Outside of Ukraine Playing the Premier League You've got the guy at Everton His name I forgot um
1: and you've
0: Yeah. You've got Zinchenko at Man City and Yan Malenko, um, as well. And West uh, Ham, West, Ham, yeah. uh, West Ham. And they are kind of like the star players there. You've also got someone like Yuremczyk at uh, um Din and stuff. So your
1: Yerem, at Benfica now, you've got players playing in Italy as well, the Ukrainian, so I, I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna sum up because I feel like I've spoken a bit for the past ten minutes, right? But fifteen minutes. But my, my point from it is that I think Scotland need to also write and say, look, there's a situation going on where we'll play it at another day, or I mean, it's an awkward one because you know that in a way FIFA's going to want to push it on. Yeah. So FIFA might just go well. Look, you can't play. So we're just gonna have to have Scotland against Wales or Austria. So that's. But then I'd feel terrible if that's how we got to a World Cup.
1: Yeah, I've, there there has been talks about maybe if Ukraine can't make it, we can include Finland as well instead, who were um, knocked out by Ukraine. I no, that's not fair. it's
0: just not,
1: it's, it's to not fair. it's sh- just and not fair at this point. Like, it's there's also been talk about okay, Scotland have to do the right thing and let Ukraine just go on with it, and like that's again. That's not earning it. Okay, obviously Ukraine are going through a terrible, terrible situation at the moment, but you can't just give them qualification for a sporting tournament that has nothing to do with the war.
2: Right? Really? Well, Wales just have just kept going and they just won the whole tournament. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. No, you
0: can't you can't have that. And I'm not saying like folk would go on sympathy votes, right? And like that's not what I'm trying to say. But you know that in somewhere it would be like they've got past us. Then they'll get to Wales, Austria, and Wales will be like, oh, but we can't beat them because that's a shame. And they get to the group stages and it's like, oh. And they like to beat them because that's a shit, and they like to beat you know keeps going. And um, end of the day, if you see if we play Ukraine and they beat us fair and square and they go all the way to the World that that is a, an an amazing triumph for their country, right? Yeah. But we can't just have sympathy votes for them in a way because that ruins the fabric of the sport.
1: Yeah. I think I think a postponement is a good idea. We've still got what, nine months until the World Cup. We've still got quite a few international breaks in between. There is time to fit this in. If this war finishes in the next in the next couple of weeks, couple of months, kind of thing. Ukraine will have time to rebuild and then we can have this playoff. Um if we need to postpone it as late as we can then we might have to do that, but
0: Do you know what I think would be better now? Reschedule the playoff and we should move it to Kiev as well. I think that would be the fair thing. If it's safe to do so at the time that they want to do the replay, let Ukraine have the home advantage. Still going to play a game of football, but letting Ukraine have the home advantage might be a nice, because that could be the first national game that they have. Since the the end of the war or something,
2: so yeah,
0: a big a big thing for them. But I just I don't know where to go. At the same time, like any Ukrainian player that's in a domestic league, can't play football just now because the league's been suspended. So, and that was only meant to be for thirty days, but that'll now probably be indefinitely. I just no idea where to go now there at all. With, with regards to that,
1: yeah. Um... But we do see has to go out to Ukraine and hope uh, we do hope the situation sorts itself out uh, sooner rather than later. We do want to see see that Ukraine Scotland game. We do want to see the people of Ukraine possibly celebrate their way to the World Cup final. The World Cup finals, you never know. Um, but there she wanted to mention as well a slightly feel good story. We've, we've been through three or four depressing stories this week. Um, you wanted to mention the good news coming out of Dumbarton.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I think this is like, you know, just a nice it's not all doom and gloom kind of thing to end off. It's been quite a, a sad, ranty, angry Kyle and angry a rather ranty me kind of podcast, you know. <laughs> feel like Sam hosts the podcast and we just kind of fight hijack it for a good hour and a half, but <laughs> the story at Dumbarton, I, I really think that this is like something that everyone can get involved with, like regardless of what year what in the Scottish football system you're in. Um, essentially, I, I just read it um, just before the pod started, there's been a lot of young fans going to the Dumbarton games, and they've maybe been going to these Dumbarton games and singing a couple of songs, doing a couple of chants, maybe just encouraging the players. And the players have reported back to the board and essentially went, well, we love what these kids are doing and we want to like appreciate that. So the board have decided to get the manager, the coaching staff, some of the board staff and they've, they've rumoured, like, I think when they posted it, the practice that the players are going to turn up just to get the kids kind of like, oh, I can meet this player or whatever. But um, essentially, they've just got the kitchen for pizza and juice before the game on Saturday. But they're also going to have, like, a discussion with the kids about, like, what would make their match day experience better. And then they're also doing, like, another bit to show them, like, what you what's right to do it. Like, I think like they're trying to say, like, you can have fun, but don't push it over the edge. So, like, they're going to give them a, a talk about, like, you know, this is what you can not do at a football ground, and this is what you can do at a football ground, and, it's a, it's a good wee initiative because like, it's not just for the club though, that's for the community because then the kids are going to go back to school on the Monday, the ones that do support Dumbarton, especially in Dumbarton. Dumbarton's just like Glasgow, a very, it's a tendency, especially in the, the small white of the towns of Glasgow, to support, you know, Rangers or Celtic. Or, um as Rangers or Celtic, <laughs> really, yeah. but...
2: I want to say this, you know how they, they they're having these talks with the kids. I think yeah, Rain, Rangers should do the same, right? And they should have a discussion with the kids. Well we make their match the experience better? I know what I would say: uh, better pies, bigger bovverals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's gonna be like that one like fat kid up the back, the way he's gonna be like, "We want tastier pies. <laughs> I, want a lit- I want a liter bottle of coke." or 2 pounds or something, yeah,
2: it's like, but, um, yeah, no, but uh, that's good to hear, obviously, it's uh, good to, obviously, the, the next generation of fans, so, to get them more involved, especially like this, is uh, is definitely a big plus. Especially
0: if, like, one of the kids genuinely comes up with a good idea, like, what if we do, like,
2: bigger like, bovril's,
0: like, a bovril's eye, or, <laughs> um, change the mascot, because the mascot's maybe no, like, is appealing to the kid, like, I'm not saying change the mascot completely, but, like, a redesign of the mascot or maybe more interactions with the mascot, maybe chances to meet the players a bit more, stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Maybe
0: fun days, maybe a chance for the kids to play football on the pitch, like, things like that. It's, it, it's good. Um, like, I think there's been a lot of good initiatives recently in Scottish football, um, especially the Hibs football for a fiver. Yes, like that yeah. That was quite good as well. Um, I think that's a, a good initiative from any club, a mother will do that as well, if there's ever a cup replay, it's always £6 to go, so, it's, it's just nice to see these things, like,
2: football giving back, um, yeah, yeah. it's not all doing everything, in
1: Scottish football,
2: yeah, yeah we, need end, we need to end this pod on a high, so, there you go, that
0: goes, it goes back to, do you know what, it goes back to the,
2: it goes back
0: to the range of Celtics thing, in failure and why, the union Bears, the Green Brigade, every kind of Rangers Celtic fan totally against it because footballs for the fans. And you you know on the inside, see if if if, if, if Rangers stood up the morning and said, well, "Right, we're going to get some fans in he He will he like a buffet and some drinks, and we want we want your opinions. You know that that friendly would never uh, wouldn't have been organised.
1: Yeah, I mean Dumbarton literally ended their statement saying you are valued at this club, you make the match day atmosphere better for the fans and most importantly you are the future of Dumbarton FC. So that's one of the that's one of the nicest club statements I've ever read and it truly but shows fair, that there I are like there the, are I clubs like out the there are clubs out there that care, yeah. And
0: if you've ever actually been to Dumbarton, it's actually quite a cool wee stadium, it it's that's right on the edge of the Good. the the uh, the coastline kind of like Gayfield but a wee bit yeah. <laughs> worse. Well, um, well, I can't predict what um, those kids will stay at that meeting on Saturday. But one thing I can predict is uh, Scottish football games all this weekend.
2: I like that. That's like a good that.
1: good little segue. Yeah. So uh, last week, last week predictions. Um Obviously, there were only three of us on the pod. Andy finished with two points. Uh, the other guys didn't actually submit their predictions. And then it was me and Lewis, you both got six points. Uh, so, for this, mm. so for this season, uh, the current standings are Marcus and Gary are both on zero. Uh, Kyle is on 11. Andy's on 14. I'm on 20. And Lewis is on 24. Mm. So, what I
2: one of the guys will be, uh, they're still on zero, will be behind the Mars pass this season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, do you at least submit one prediction at least? Uh, oh yeah, go on, me. go on. Yeah. Um, so the game's coming up this weekend, uh, starts with...
0: Okay, uh, can, I, can, I do, can I do one of the guy's predictions on his behalf? Go on. 3-0 three, three no Hibs, it doesn't matter who play. 3-0 for?
1: Marcus? <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'll put that, i was to put that in. We'll start with that game, actually, but I'll put that in for Marcus, just for the, just for the lols. Um, oh, yes. You're welcome, Marcus. <laughs> there you go, Marcus. You, get, you get three points off me. Yeah, so we'll start with that game. It's yeah, I Hibs. I
0: can't in
1: a distance from my mouth, <laughs> Start with that game. It is Hibs versus St Johnston.
2: Yeah, dear, dear. dear. Uh, scrappy. 1-0, Hibs. Hibs
0: and Johnston, I think I'll have to
2: agree with Kale. One nil. Hibs. Scrappy one nil. Not just a one nil. It's a scrappy
0: one
1: nil. You know what? It's been two nil nils in a row, and I, I just generally do not see where the goals are coming from for Hibs and Dundee. are sorry, St Johnston are pretty poor recently. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go nil nil again. Oh, I was they saying, Habs are going to score the goal. It's going to be an own goal. Own <laughs> <A> goal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So next uh, uh we we'll go from the other side of Edinburgh. They hearts, They travel to Dundee United.
2: United. Ooh. Then the last time they played them, they won like five two or something back in November. Um. That
0: that was that, that, that was. A... Um,
2: yeah, 5-2. 5-2
1: it finished.
0: That was a pre-January transfer window. Um, yes.
1: Hearts. I'm going to go...
2: look at the stats here, right? It's interesting. Previous matches, which is a 21 previous matches, the past 21. Dundee United won 9, John 5, and Hearts have won 7. That's interesting. Really? Mm. Mm. I'm going
0: to um, those. They're eh, not production statistics. I'm, I'm just going to say a no-no draw. Mm. I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm, no I'm gonna see, I'm gonna say 2-0 no hearts.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going
1: to go with... Hmm. No, I'm going to go with probably 3-1 to hearts. Yeah. Uh, then we have Motherwell facing Dundee well
0: last time we went up there we conceded two goals in quick succession just wanted to point out at home no that was up at Ben's Park uh, last time we played Dundee FC
2: that was
0: 3-0 it was 3-0 and it was two two goals in very
2: quick succession yeah. This is when it's so hard that it comes I want to say my we'll win this. Uh, yes.
1: 2-1. I'm um, just looking through previous games. There's been yeah, a couple of good matches between the two. Uh, I think, uh, Lewis, you might remember the 4-3 between these two teams for a few years back. Um...
0: I do. I remember that game. The thing is, right, Dundee are on a massive dip in form because they've signed the wrong manager. We're on a massive dip in form because our manager kind of picked a team. 1 1.
1: I thought thought for a second there you were going to whip out the 5 (laughs) 5. You said, I, thought, I thought you um, where,
0: where Where did our goals come from to justify <laughs> me giving a 5
1: 5? I'm probably going to go with. I think having a manager that can't pick a team is better than having a manager that's just shit. So I reckon I'm going to go with 2 1 Motherwell.
2: <laughs> yeah, it seems to me. And if that is uh, the big game between Rangers and Aberdeen, oh, is that one. Always is. Uh, last two times has been draws. I um, mean, Aberdeen, Aberdeen, Aberdeen always put their their A game when they play Rangers because it's some sort of derby for them. But anyway, two-one um, Rangers. Nervy two-one. <laughs> I think they score against us, so yeah. I think
1: I'm probably gonna go with probably a 3 2 to Rangers what? again. That's going to be one. Aberdeen are weirdly 10th, but like I don't think they're that bad.
2: No, they're not it's really so tight. And... Yeah,
1: and you know, Jim Goodwin can coach his side, so it'll be be interesting to see what comes out of that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go 3-2. I think it's going to be quite a few goals in this one. Lewis? I'm
0: um, just going to say 1-0 Rangers. Um, I know Aberdeen normally do get a goal against Rangers, but this could be times are changing.
1: Yeah, and the last game of the weekend is Ross County versus St. Mirren.
0: 2-0, Ross County. I
2: was going to say something
1: like that, but I don't know. I oh, do no. Fuck, fuck Stephen Robinson. 2-0,
2: Ross County. One each.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to go with a county win. I'm probably going to go 2-0, I think. Yeah, so that's that's the end of game to so this week. We have got no European fixtures or all, all midweek obviously so we'll try to recall before Celtic uh, game if you know. So, oh did I miss that There <laughs> is a Celtic game, of course there is. Livingston. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, well, I should put that in there. I don't know why I didn't. But yeah, they play Livingston on Sunday. It's a place where they haven't won in a long time, I know that for sure.
0: Would it be strange to bet against them and say 1-0 with no? no. Not at all.
2: They've not won there since I'm 2007. They've one Yeah, I think, uh, as I said
1: that last week, they haven't won now in, in a long time.
2: 27, I think. Twenty two thousand 2007, 2007. 2007, yeah. Uh, rightio, rightio. Uh, I am going to go for 1-1 one, one again. They're
1: going to be the
2: greatest of form. They've just been. I oh, think ages just score against thing Stingley... What was it last day they played each other? It um, was my, nil
1: geez. nil in October and in September, Livy won one nil. Oh
2: well. Wow. Uh, so yeah, hand one hand each. Hand. Oh, I'll stick with one each. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought I'm going to go with a Levy win as well. It It is... The Tony Macaroni is cursed for Celtic. So, yeah, it's going to have to be that. <laughs> I generally cannot think of any other uh, result it can be. Uh, so, as as I said, uh, we'll try to record before the um, Dundee FC St. Mirren game next week, next midweek. Um, but for now, that's the end of predictions and that is the end of a problem. It's been a bit of a ranty one, but uh, hopefully we let uh, the new uh, Dumbarton cheer you up a little bit. So thank you guys for joining me and uh, we'll see you again next time.
2: See
1: you later. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean and our website at false90s.widepress.com. For updates, follow False Nighties on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.
2: No, I'm, I'm, I'm going over in July, mate.
1: Oh, you're not going for the Sydney Super Cup, care? Never. No,